Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brand. We're presented, as always, by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Great to have you here. Hope you're having a wonderful Thanksgiving week. Whether you're hearing this the night before, the day of, or the weekend of Thanksgiving, warmest wishes to you, your family, and your friends, and football, and feast, and family, and faith, everything involved in this weekend. Hope you have a great one. I'm here with my family in Dallas, where my son is a sophomore, head manager of the basketball team at SMU in Dallas. Got my older son here. You hear his music every week on the podcast. My musical producer, Sam Brandt. We're having a nice time here in Dallas, Texas, where weather is absolutely gorgeous this week. Got a Brandt's Rants for you. There's going to be a lot of things going on right now in the business of sports. We'll talk about the NFL settling a big, big litigation that I've been talking about for weeks on this podcast. It is now officially settled as a statement from the NFL has confirmed that. I also want to talk about a media rights deal that I think is fascinating, one that is not football, nor basketball, nor baseball, nor hockey. But I think we'll find it really interesting how much one of the media partners is paying for this sport. I also want to talk a little bit about college sports, a deal I saw in the works this week I think is fascinating. And we will talk about this Taysom Hill contract to wrap up, how Taysom Hill is a natural nominee in the future for the Business of Sports Hall of Fame, which I inducted my first class this summer. All right, first, before we get going, a word from Keeps. Do you know two out of three men experience some form of hair loss by the time they're 35? And more than 50 million men suffer from male pattern baldness. That is a huge number. Keeps, you should use that. It offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. It's discreet packaging, proven results. It has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. And the treatments start at just $10 a month. It's a convenient virtual doctor. You don't have to leave your home. They come right to your door. So if you're ready to take action, prevent hair loss that affects so many men. Go to keeps.com slash BOS for business of sports, of course, to get your first month free treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash BOS. Get your first month free keeps.com slash BOS. Okay, we'll start with the NFL It's big weekend for the NFL, three games on Thursday, and then, of course, all the games Sunday, Sunday night, Monday night. But a big moment for the NFL owners in the business of football, the law of football, because they have settled, settled a case with the city of St. Louis to review. In 2016, it was announced at a meeting I was covering for ESPN at a meeting in Houston, Texas, among NFL owners where the sweepstakes would end for the rights to move to L.A. The winner of those sweepstakes was Stan Crockett, the owner of the Rams. They're St. Louis Rams at that time. And they would soon, in a couple of years, move out to L.A., where, they, of course, they are now in this crown jewel of a stadium built by the owner, privately financed by Stan Crockett. Here's the rub. They left St. Louis allegedly, illegally, because St. Louis had achieved what is in the relocation guidelines by the NFL, which requires the city to do all the things it takes to keep their team in place, such as work towards public funding, have public funding, have a stadium plan, have all kinds of plans to keep the team in there and be profitable in the future in a new building that would take care of all the economics of the stadium. That is so important in the NFL back then and even more so now. 
St. Louis was left behind in 2016. There was a plan, according to St. Louis, to leave St. Louis for L.A. no matter what and to fudge around the relocation guidelines that have been set in stone for so long. Well, it kind of went away and the NFL kept filing motions and it's been in litigation since 2017. And the motions to move the case out of St. Louis have consistently and constantly been denied, meaning that unless what just happened happened, we would have been going to trial on January 10th, right in the middle of the playoffs, when perhaps the Rams would actually be playing in those playoffs and quite a distraction for this NFL during their most important time of the year in January and February. Well, no longer. Reports today, Wednesday, November 24th, have been confirmed by the NFL that there is a settlement that the Rams, Stan Kroenke, the owner of the Rams, has settled with the city of St. Louis for the amount of $790 million. We heard about it three weeks ago. An offer of $100 million had been declined. We also heard reports that the NFL owners were not going to, or Stan Kroenke was not going to indemnify, meaning pay the NFL owners for whatever losses they would experience out of this. And there was a lot of information swirling about this case. And now, on the eve of Thanksgiving, all is good. The NFL has moved on. It's a heavy price, $790 million, but it's all perspective. The value of the Rams, I don't know exactly what it was in 2015. I don't know what it was at the moment it left St. Louis. But it has got to be considered in the mid-three billions now. And I'm guessing the value was in the low twos or under two billion five years ago. So that price of 790 million is roughly half of the appreciation and value that has happened simply by moving there. Now, of course, there was a big relocation fee. There's the privately financed stadium for 600, 700 million or whatever, six, whatever billion amount it was. But we're talking about Stan Kroenke. One of the richest owners in sports, not just the NFL, married to Ann, the, the Walton family, Walmart, and worth, I don't know, 30 to $50 billion so he can take care of this. So I think anyone reacts to the NFL settlement of under a billion dollars as a good deal for the NFL. I don't mean to discount that number. That's a big number. So St. Louis is getting a big number to use towards whatever right? To use in the way that hopefully helps out the city of St. Louis. No, I don't think it's going to be used to lure an NFL team. No, I don't think it's going to be used for public funding of an NFL team. It's it's a payment back from an NFL team, which they just sued. So I don't think that's where it's going. Hopefully, in the greater good, it's going to go to schools and public utilities and everything else in it and that makes a city a city. So we'll see where it goes. But here's the bottom line for the NFL. Here's the point I want to make. They have moved past this, right? This was not only a distraction, this was potential discovery that could have brought out a lot of embarrassing information, confidential information that would have been jumped on by fans and media like myself that would just say, hey, we've only heard about Green Bay in terms of finances for all these years. Here's a look inside the show me the books argument that they fought so hard against in collective bargaining and in every litigation, they're not showing the books. Now they would have had to show the books. No longer. They're past it. There's a settlement. 35% of that $790 million reported 
about 270 million is going to go to the attorneys, right? The attorneys are getting the money. So 35%, that's a hell of a contingency for these St. Louis lawyers that are making out like bandits with this 260 million split among who knows how many lawyers, probably not a lot. That's a good deal. So take away 270 million from the 720 million, 790 million. Now we're looking at about 520 million absent the attorney's fees. There we go. So the NFL moves past this, right? The same way they moved past another huge potential threat back in 2013-14, they moved past the concussion litigation. Settled, right? Thousands of concussion plaintiffs circling the NFL with all kinds of dementia stories, with all kinds of sad stories about what football did to their brain, settled. St. Louis, all kinds of stories how in their zeal to get to Los Angeles, they ignored relocation guidelines. They had a breach of contract. They had a fraud. They had negligence. They had uh, intentional infliction of emotional distress. Whatever the charges were, gone, right? The NFL has settled these cases. What I have seen as two of the biggest potential threats to their untold prosperity and popularity over these years, the concussion litigation and the St. Louis litigation, gone, settled. A lot of money? Yeah, maybe. I mean, the concussion litigation may cost them a billion or so. They're trying to get a lot of it back from the insurers. That's a fight. $790 million to St. Louis? Yeah, that's a big number. It ends up being 500 something million with the attorneys. But yeah, they're past it. And everything, of course, is split. Now, Kroenke is going to pay for that. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see if he wants the NFL owners to pay for some of that. We'll see how that all turns out. The point is, it's over. That's the good news for the NFL. There's no trial in January. There's no distraction. There's no distraction for the Rams in the playoffs in January. There's no turning over of documents that the NFL has consistently ignored these requests. Maybe that was an indication they were going to settle because the request for financial information from Clark Hunt and from Robert Kraft and from John Mara and from Art Rooney, all these requests, Jerry Jones denied. I mean, ignored, but who cares? It's over. It's over. Settled. Okay? Settled. St. Louis litigation is no longer. Now the lawyers will put it to bed with some documents. They'll make their money. These lawyers making two and a half, $250 million on the St. Louis side. There you go. There you go. It's over. So again, I don't discount the number going back to St. Louis, but I do think it's a good deal for the NFL. They moved past this. The reports of billion dollar plus or billions of dollars in damages through a jury trial, a jury that was completely biased against the NFL being in St. Louis, of course, no longer over and done. That is the end of the St. Louis litigation against the NFL. I'm going to get on to another rant. First, a word from AutoZone. It's visibility month, right? If you're looking for better visibility, head to AutoZone. They've got the parts, the products you need. Drive safer. See more behind the wheel. If you're dealing with dull headlights, they've got replacement lights to help you brighten up the road if you're driving late at night. Remember, always replace your headlights in pairs. And if your wipers are squeaking or streaking, I've had that issue, 
You get replacement wipers, help you clear your windshield during any storm, rain, sleet, snow. Always a good time to upgrade anything visibility related. Now's the best time. Winter weather's ahead, guys. Sorry to say it, but yes. Ready to see more? Drive safer. Visit your nearest AutoZone. Head to AutoZone.com. Start your job today. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Next rant, NBC Sports. That's what I'm talking about. NBC Sports has re-upped with the English Premier League, right? Is this a big story? I think it is because of the number. The number reported two points. I'm sorry. The number reported is $2.7 billion. It comes out to about $670 million a year. Okay. $670 million. Yet the last deal was $183 million a year from NBC Sports, which ends this year. This is a major upgrade. Okay. So what we have is NBC Sports. Why are they, why did English Premier League get so much money? Simple answer. Bidding. All the major players are involved. Fox, CBS, NBC, and Amazon, all involved in trying to bid up for the English Premier League. They stay with NBC, whether it was the highest bid or not, but it is a major bid at $670 million. Here's what I want to point out about it. We know the NFL, billions and billions of dollars, right, for media rights. NBA, billions of dollars. MLB, Major League Baseball, billions of dollars. National Hockey League, the fourth major sport, is getting $600 million a year from ESPN. Okay, let me say that again. $600 million a year. NBC Sports has just re-upped the English Premier League for $670 million a year. So when we talk about the big four, how do you define the big four? Well, you got to look at the, the TV deals because that shows demand. That shows popularity. That shows programming. That shows what these networks think it's worth to the American public. Well, now it's fifth, right? Now it's the fifth major pro sport. We can college football. We can talk about another time, but this is the fifth sport. Now hockey, the fourth sport is EPL. Okay. I'm looking at it from a pure crass business of sports view from the media rights angle. We know NFL is far and away the best. We know NBA is next. We know major league baseball is up there, but Hockey has been replaced as the fourth major sport in terms of media rights sales by EPL, a, a league that does not have teams in this country, a league that only has teams in a small country in overseas. Okay, that is where we are. It is popular. My son watches it. He's a Chelsea fan. I see people my age, younger, all into this EPL. We have a major league soccer in this country. Yes, it's not the quality of EPL, but wow, wow. $670 million a year is the new rights deal for four years going forward, right? $2.67 billion. Wow. That struck me. That struck me. What also struck me is a college sports deal because what we saw in everyone focuses on NIL, right? Name, image, and likeness. That's the big thing. It started July 1. It's the Wild West. The NCAA, as I talked about here, threw up their hands. We can't do anything about it. All these state laws are coming into effect on July 1. Whatever, we're going. And we've seen NIL deals from the big deals, from the Bryce Youngs and the college, the player from Texas that signed with Ohio State for a million four, these big, big, massive deals. But all these little deals through NIL, thousands of players getting shout outs on Instagram or cameos and getting some product or merch or 
a few hundred dollars, that's what it's become. But here's something I noticed before NIL on July 1, in late June, there was something called the Alston case, the United States Supreme Court. It got a lot of attention because Justice Kavanaugh and others really blew up the NCA in terms of language and said, you can't continue to enforce this. You don't pay your labor. This is anachronistic. This is based on old thoughts about college athletes and basically invited other cases to come forward and it'd be a bigger ruling than it was because the ruling itself, according to Justice Gorsuch, was we are just ruling on education-related benefits and the NCA cannot stop education-related benefits. And they use this number that they had in the previous case of $5,980, roughly $6,000 per athlete. Can't do anything about it. And nothing's really happened about that. You know, we wondered whether it was computers or whether it was internships or whatever it may be. But now University of Mississippi has come up with an actual way to give this out in hold, cold, hard cash, right? Cash, two payments, uh, split down the middle of that 6000 so it's 2900 and change each time, twice a year. To 415 student-athletes at University of Mississippi, this is fascinating because what they're saying is, okay, NCAA can't do anything about this, and we're not going to give it in form of a computer. We're not going to give it in form of an internship. We're not going to give it in the form of a musical instrument. We're going to give it in cash. And these are not full scholarship athletes. So for people who don't know, there's full, there's, there's number headcount sports like football, basketball, but there's equivalency sports where you may get for the tennis team, for the baseball team, for the soccer team, for the lacrosse team, you may get 12 scholarships and you can split them among the 25 players or split them among the 35 players. Those are equivalency sports. And then, of course, you have walk-ons. So what University of Mississippi is doing is for 415 athletes who are either, either equivalency sport athletes, meaning partial scholarship athletes, or walk-ons, they're given this money. And it comes out to something like two, uh, $5 million, right? Or I forget what the number is. It's probably less than that. It's, it's coming out to this number of a couple million dollars, right? I, maybe it's like two and a half million dollars. But they're giving out roughly $6,000 for 415 athletes. Why are they doing it? Well, think about it. Think about it. Everyone's searching for an edge to get the best players. And now we're not talking necessarily about the best basketball and football players. We're talking about the best baseball, hockey, women's lacrosse, women's soccer, volleyball, swimming and diving, track and field athletes, because they can go to U Mississippi, they can go to the Rebels and get money beyond their partial scholarship, beyond their walk-on status. That's big to a, to a student athlete. And I think it's interesting that University of Mississippi, the athletic director is quoted in the article, but in Sports Illustrated, basically saying, yeah, I vetted this with the NCA. I vetted it with our conference. Everything's clear. We're doing it. And I vetted it. He had to vet it, of course, with the administration and, and all of that that goes into the red tape trying to get this through to give out 415 checks a year. But think about the recruiting advantage that they're going to have for athletes that are not football and basketball players getting the full rides. Fascinating. And good on you, Mr. Athletic Director at Mississippi, to use this that's completely kosher and legal with the NCA to establish these benefits for athletes at the expense of the school. So NIL, name, image, likeness, that is money coming outside the school, third party endorsers, right? 
third party for autographs, for shout outs, for endorsements, for shouting out a product, for whatever. This is from the school, which you can't do with NIL. You can't do this with NIL, but you can do this, according to Alston, the case in the Supreme Court, through education-related benefits, benefits tethered to education. What is that, according to Mississippi? That's cash, right? We're doing it with cash. You could do it with computers, could do it with internships, but you're doing it with cash. Fascinating. So good on the University of Mississippi to provide their student-athletes who are not in the limelight with football and basketball with this benefit. For my final rant, first a word from Visa. Overcoming the odds, rewriting the playbook, delivering under pressure. The MVPs of small business lead their teams to victory all year long. Visa is proud to provide playmakers everywhere with more tools to help grow their business, help them achieve even greater success. Because the more people we can empower, the more we all win. Visa. A networking working for everyone. My last rant's about Taysom Hill. I did the Business of Sports Hall of Fame, the Business of Football Hall of Fame, rather, this summer. Did a column in Sports Illustrated, did it on the podcast here, obviously led by players like Sam Bradford, Chase Daniel, uh, Brock Osweiler, Jamarcus Russell, so many others. We may have a new candidate. My second inaugural induction class will be this summer. Someone that we have to think about now is Taysom Hill from the New Orleans Saints, the erstwhile backup quarterback, backup running back, backup tight end, whatever he is. Let's talk about in March. Okay, so we go back 10 months ago. I'm sorry, eight months ago. And we're dealing with a new contract for Taysom Hill with the Capstrap Saints that basically gave him a four-year deal that's really a one-year deal. So he got a one-year deal, which he's on now for $12 million. Nothing at all to sneeze at. $12 million for Taysom Hill for this year where he's been hurt, where he's been in and out of the lineup. Now they have no starting quarterback. They're playing Simeon instead of him because he's been banged up. We'll see. Anyway, he got $12 million, but it was written as a four-year deal, and it voids after the first year. So anything past the first year is just window dressing because the Saints wanted to put a proration on it so they could save some cap room. In other words, Cap numbers prorated for a bonus. So whatever they gave him in a bonus, say they gave him a ten million dollar bonus, they only counted two and a half of it because seven and a half of it would be prorated over three remaining years, which are voided, which will accelerate into this year, absent a new deal. Well, lo and behold, he got a new deal. Before I get to the new deal, you know what number they put on that contract? Just a funny number. They put 140 million dollars. So Taysom Hill on paper signed a hundred and forty million dollar contract in March, which of course was a $12 million contract because it was just phony numbers. They could have made it $140 billion. They could have made it $400 billion. It doesn't matter, but anyway, they did it. So $12 million he's making for 2021. He signs a new deal, which keeps 2021 intact, but now has these new years. So it's reported, of course, all the reporting is always puffed. We know that. Listening to this, you should know that that he can make about $95 million. Well, the chance of him making $95 million is about the same as you and me making $95 million. On that contract, he has to play every year's quarterback, he has to win the Super Bowl, he has to get these great incentives. What it really is, is, drum roll, two years, $20 million. So for the next two years, after this year, making $12 million, he'll make $10 million the next two years. That's pretty much set in stone. That's what he'll get. Can he make a lot more? Yes. But of course, he has to play quarterback, which he hasn't played much this year, even 
with Jameis Winston having struggled or having been injured or Trevor Simeon having been injured, all of the above. So the reporting on, on Taysom Hill was that, A, he was going to make $140 million on the deal he's on there now. No, $12 million. B, he's going to make $95 million on the new deal. No, $20 million. May hit incentives to bring it to $25, even $30 million without playing quarterback every down. But we'll see. So here's my point about Taysom Hill. He is a surefire Hall of Famer, first ballot, a bust, a wing in the Hall of Fame if his paper deals were actually real deals, but they're not. He's not making 140. He's not making 95. Is he a potential Hall of Famer even with his real deals? Perhaps. Perhaps. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, he's, he's in the running. He'll be on the ballot. And we'll see if he gets in. But Taysom Hill has a very creative agent who has made these deals sound very, very good for the player. And I'm sure the Saints don't care. You know, the Saints will put whatever number you want. If it's phony, they don't care. But here we are. He's making $12 million this year. Nothing to sneeze at at all. Maybe $20 million over the next two years. Nothing to sneeze at for a part-time player. Not at all. But he could make a lot more. Willie, I doubt it. <laughs> so I think he'll make $32 million and change over three years. Again, potential business of football Hall of Famer, even for what it is. But he'd be shuttled right to the top of the Hall of Fame list if his deals were actually real deals, which they're not. Okay? NFL deals are not what they appear to be, like that warning on your side light in your, 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 your side mirror in your car. All right. That'll do it for this Thanksgiving Eve edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. I am happy to be with my producer, Brian Neal, my musical producer, Sam Brand, who's in the next room. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Andrew Brandt, on Instagram, Andrew Brandt 2, on Clubhouse, ADB719. Follow, and if you're not, please do get my newsletter. Sign up at andrew-brandt.com. Comes to you every Sunday morning, free to your inbox. Sunday 7, my seven thoughts and ideas and life hacks every week. Apple Podcast ratings, always appreciate. Give us a good rating. Anyway, to you and yours, have a safe and happy and healthy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving weekend. Enjoy your family, enjoy your food, and enjoy your football, and hopefully you're enjoying this podcast this and every week. And I'll be back next week with another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brown.